Hey, beautiful souls. My name is Elizabeth Sanchez. I am the owner of Aligned Healing, along with my stunningly supportive husband, Stephen Sanchez. And I am here to offer myself in an energetic way. This is my very first podcast. I'm super, super, super excited. And this is something that was, that I really got a tug for. Never in my life have I considered starting a podcast, but as I have built my spiritual coaching business, I realized that the more people I can speak to, um, educate, share my experience with, um, the better the collective will become. I have experienced a lot in life. I've had many seasons of life. I have had several spiritual awakenings, deaths and rebirths. I have walked through severe trauma in my marriage and, and rebuilt that from the ground up. And I feel incredibly empowered to share that with you. And so I'm going to start today of just kind of introducing myself um, as we start this podcast. And as we move forward, we'll be touching a couple different topics. Um, I have a whole guest list lined up for people that I can't wait to interview. Um, I'm also going to be sharing several podcasts with my husband, talking about our experiences in marriage, in trauma, in wound healing, in um trauma bonding, and how we were able to find our way out of that. So my, again, my name is Elizabeth. I am 40 years old. I live in Tucson, Arizona. We have three crazy, beautiful kids. Um, Soraya is three, Serenity is five, and Santino is seven. Um, all three of my children are on the spectrum of autism. Um, Soraya and Santino have official diagnoses while Soraya Serenity does not yet. Um, though I'm sure later in life, she will, she is on the higher functioning end and it has been quite hard to get her, um, the support she needs. Um, but not to worry, we're always, um, supporting her and what she needs, even though she doesn't have a diagnosis, she is, um, engulfed in our, way of life as a special needs family. Um, having special needs kids has become a huge part of who I am and how I move in life. It has caused me severe heartache. It has also brought me tremendous joy. And that is something that I will do some episodes on later. Um, I am from California, from the Bay Area. Um, born in San Francisco area, um, lived in different cities along in those, in that, in that Bay area sector. <laughs> um, and found my way to Arizona, um, with my mom and my sister. Well, shortly after they moved here, I had already moved out of the house and I found my way, um, to Arizona when I was, um, 21, um, prior to that, I had lived in the Bay Area, moved to LA for um, almost two years, um, 
And that was an experience all in itself. <laughs> um, and then we came to, I came to Tucson, um, traveled back and forth for a while. I've done a lot of traveling. I've been to Alaska twice for work, um, working there in the summers and, um, just one thing that I can say about my life is that I've always, always followed my dreams. Um, and I don't think that that was a conscious decision earlier in life. I, I, it, it isn't until recently that I truly have learned the art of doing what brings me joy, following that calling despite fear, doubt, um, lack of self-esteem, like knowing that the divine energy has my best foot forward. Right. Um, and, but majority of my life, you know, as I got into teenagehood, I, I would say probably at the age of 18 is when I really started to break away from sectors of friends um, what other people were doing, you know, and, and as teenagers, you know, we kind of follow what other people are doing and, and we, um, fall into, you know, the peer pressures and, oh, I want to be cool and all those things. And, and about the age of 18, I just kind of started doing my own thing. And that's when I really started just following the calling. And I didn't know it at the time, but, um, I've always just done what felt right. You know, if I, if a job didn't feel good anymore, I quit it. If um, I decided I want to do different something different in school, I went and did it. Um, if I wanted to move across country, I did it. If I, you know, it, all these things that have come up in my life, and I didn't realize it until recently that all these things were truly me just moving from a divine source. And um, I've just always had that innate desire to just follow my own path. And I think that that's truly what got me where I am today and, and what has given me the tools and the power to be able to be as strong as I am in my personal power and trusting my intuition. Um, and I don't, I, you know, I have yet to discover if that, if that um, came from directly from spirit, if it came from my mom, if it came from a family lineage. Um, I haven't quite figured out, like, did I have a spiritual connection or a spiritual awakening as a child when I didn't realize it? And that just kind of sent me into this catapult. Maybe it's always been in me to just be this, this in flow, this feminine energy that's in flow, in creativity, in joy, in excitement, you know? Um, and that's something that is been a driving force in my life up until my late twenties, when I started to get into my masculine. Um, and that really, um, it served me for a long time. It helped me accomplish a lot. It helped me learn a lot. It helped me grow a lot. But once I entered into a marriage with um, my husband, who is definitely higher on the feminine energy, those two energies kind of, there was a lot of resistance there. And I'll talk about the story with my husband and how we met and being a twin flame with him and how that all works. But when we met, the, the, the energetics was so heavy 
that we both kind of fell into what we knew. I was masculine. He was feminine. And at no point, there was a big period of time where we weren't able to kind of bring those two into balance. And that caused a lot of trauma um, and disconnection. Um, And so through my life, I've gone into different seasons of feminine, masculine, and not until literally, (laughs) probably in the last two months, have I really found a way to find that balance of allowing my creativity and my flow and being okay with the present moment and what, what comes of it, but also having that drive and that determination to accomplish the things that I want to do. Um, and it, when my masculine started to come into picture, um, was actually right about the time when I decided, well, subconsciously decided that entrepreneurship has always been something that I wanted to go after. Um, I got my first cooking job when I was 21 and by 23, I knew I, 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 I was certain I wanted to own a restaurant. Um, at this point I had gotten really heavy into baking. So I was cooking and baking at the same time for the same restaurant and baking really was something that I put a lot of energy into. I studied it. I, 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 I lived and breathed baking. It was everything to me. And I did whatever it took to hone my skill in that. Um, and so by, by the time I got to my late twenties, I had my first, um, catering business and baking business. Um, and I definitely did more cakes than I did caterings, but I have done weddings and all, you know, birthdays and, and events. Um, and there's always been this huge tug on me to be outside of the norm. Um, I've had plenty of nine to five jobs. I've, I've had the careers I've had the path, you know, I went to culinary school. I was deep in that restaurant industry for a long time. And it wasn't until I was pregnant with my son and, um, I lost my job. I was actually fired from my job um, for the first time ever in my life. When I was pregnant with Santino, Um, I was seven months pregnant and it was honestly the best blessing that could have ever happened to me because had I kept that job, I probably would have stayed in the corporate um, ladder. I would have been my, my, my job would have been my part of my identity. And once I became a stay-at-home mom, that was a huge awakening for me. It was a huge awakening for me. There's so many lessons and nuggets that I was able to grasp onto once I became a stay-at-home mom. Once Santino was born, because there were so many complications with my health, with Santino's health, with my husband's health, we all were suffering in great ways. Um, and it was looking back on it. I'm really not sure how we got through it, but I also know that I'm always divinely supported. Right. So once I became a stay-at-home mom, everything about myself changed my identity, what I believed in, what I strived for, you know, it went from, you know, how many cakes can I make in a week? You know, what's my corporate job going to bring me? What's my 401k going to look like? Where's my, where's my raise going to come? And it went into 
how organic can I make this baby food? <laughs> what can I eat to make my breast milk better? You know, like all these, all these things that just, all these little things that just, that the, the role switched so much. And I think honestly, that catalyst took, took me on a turn that I wasn't expecting. And over the years became a catalyst for a major death, energetic death in my life. Um, I kind of lost my identity in a sense. And I didn't have the awareness back then to understand, like, it's okay to change roles in life. It's okay to be in different seasons of life. Like I get to be home with my kids. Like I was grateful to be home with them with, with Santino. And then of course, Serenity came along. I didn't start going back to work until well after Sarai was born. So I was home for six plus years and that took a pretty big toll on me um, because I've always been driven in my masculine and I didn't know how to fall back into my feminine and I didn't have the knowledge to know what that even really meant until very recently. Um, so all of these things we're going to talk in greater length. Um, this is kind of a little bit of my backstory. Um, so Santina was born. Um, I, I, I fell into the stay-at-home mom role. It was really hard. Um, all of us had a lot of health issues. I was diagnosed with um, ulcerative colitis when Santina was two months old. I was hospitalized for about a week and a half um, when he was two months old. It was really hard. Um, and on... On top of that, we were already struggling to breastfeed and I didn't really have a whole lot of support in that, in that manner. And I didn't know where to find that support. I just felt like I was stuck in this little bubble. Like my apartment was this tiny little bubble that I was stuck in with my son and my husband. My husband's feeding me these ideas. He's like, well, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do this. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. I don't have any friends. I'm not reaching out to anybody. It was a total isolation. And I was so sick. I was so sick that I, I, it was hard for me to even take care of myself, let alone my child or my, my marriage. I mean, my marriage took a back seat for years because of my illness, because of what Santina was experiencing, because of what my husband was experiencing. And we unintentionally got put on the back burner. And once we both started to realize that the connection was almost completely gone, it was like, how in the world do we get back to that? And I had so much guard up at that point. I had so much guard up. By the time we realized how disconnected we were, I had so much guard up that I didn't even know how to connect with my husband. And we lived in trauma bonding for years, years. And we had kids and we raised them and we did the best that we could. And I give so much grace, grace and compassion for both of us for doing the best that we could. But looking back on it and knowing that there was so much growth that needed to happen, so many wounds that that existed from our childhood. Both of us had childhoods that existed of severe wounds severe lack of emotional support, no emotional support. And today, every day, every single night, once our children go to bed, Stephen and I spend time together and we have our intimate time and we 
spend time outside together under the moonlight and we talk and every night we talk about what we experience as children and what our our parents had to go through because of their generation of what they were raised in because our parents weren't raised in a generation of emotional healing of wound healing of 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 working on your inner child none of that existed for them they were like work make your money take care of your kids go to sleep you bust your ass until you die that's what they were raised in and our generation is woke we are we're on a higher consciousness energy field and it's hard sometimes to connect to our parents and say okay i see that you did the best that you could but why couldn't you have done this for me you know and so you, you want to you I, I found myself in that kind of victim role almost a little bit like why couldn't you have done this for me like the things i'm i'm doing for my children and the things i'm going to do as they get older why couldn't you have done that for me? And the truth is, is they couldn't have because that wasn't energetically aligned for that, that's that generation. It just wasn't. And if you look back even more generations, you can see where that pattern came from. And so once I started to realize that I could forgive my mom for her lack of emotional support, her lack of, um, of love and compassion, because she was just doing the best that she could working three jobs to take care of two kids as a single mom, like that shit ain't easy. I'm sure it ain't easy. I don't know what it's like, but I'm sure it's not easy. Even as a mom married with amazing support, I'm burnt out regularly. <laughs> There's moments where I have to walk away because I'm a freak out on somebody. You know what I mean? So I can't even imagine the amount of effort and energy that that woman had to put out in order to keep us safe. I mean, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain she lived her entire life in a survival mode, just fight or flight, nervous system, always on fire, just doing the best that she could. And that brings me solace in knowing that like, when I'm not my best self, when I'm not my best, the best mom, when I'm not the best partner, I can say, you know what? I'm doing the best I can in this very moment. And that has to be good enough. So um, with that, I'm going to end this podcast. Oh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about what I'm here to offer. So I got the tug to share my experiences and my, my services about eight months ago, it hit me like a ton of bricks after I experienced some severe um, wound healing and and individual healing through my marriage, but also on my own part. I came to a place where I realized that I had a tremendous amount of information and education and tools and knowledge to share with the world. And it tugged at me and tugged at me. And I, I, I had this battle on the inside of like, well, I have a job. It'll pay the bills. It'll give me a 401k. And there was this constant feeling of like, but you need, but this is where you belong. This is where you belong. And constantly life was giving me signs saying, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. 
that job does not fulfill your purpose. You were put on this earth as in your human body, your soul is put in this human body to provide a different service. And this is not it. And so I, in my growth season, decided to trust that with everything I had. And so when we moved to Tucson from Phoenix, I quit my job and I went into doing what I'm doing now, healing sessions, ritual sessions, spiritual coaching, master classes. Um, We sell at farmer's markets here in um, Tucson, Um, some beautiful self-care products. We have chakra healing, rollerball, roll-ons, bath and body oils, body bombs, bath salts, which is my signature product. Um, So if you are in the Tucson area, and even if you're not, honestly, I ship all the time. So it's really not a big deal. Um, But if you are ever in the area, you can definitely search me out and find out where I'm posted up. Um, We love, love, love making our self-care products. It's something that both Stephen and I heavily, heavily put our energy into. We love doing it so energetically aligned for us. Um, and so we knew before our move that this is what was going to happen for us. We knew. And we, we had a very, very stressful move. We moved our family of five with three special needs kids with zero help. No one no one helped us. And there's a lot of heartache that came with that and still exists to this day because of that. Um, and we had, we, we got to walk through that together. We got to experience that together. And that was a very beautiful thing. Um, we got here in Tucson and it took us a few months to get our, our feet on the ground. Um, there was a lot of disease dis-ease, a lot of sickness, a lot of reprogramming, a lot of settling in. And now we're here in October and we're finally feeling like there's some lightness in the air. We can breathe. We're here. We're breathing in the community. We're breathing in the air of the mountains. We're here engulfing it all. And it feels magical. So here we are. This is my first podcast. If you've listened all the way, I thank you so much because I'm so excited to bring you some beautiful information. Um, I'm going to have some great guests on here. I'm going to have my husband on here talking about relationship issues, topics, I should say relationship topics. Um, And it's just going to be really beautiful. So thank you all for anyone who's listening. Uh, Please subscribe please share. Um, and I love you to pieces.